Hello and welcome once again back to Marketing Unders with Sally and Sam. And now it's part two for our podcast. Anyway, I'll be quiet and I'll let you carry on and listen to our conversation. Enjoy. I mean, Matt, is it an expensive thing to do? Can you do podcasting cheaply? Yes. Yeah. You, so, so when it comes to kind of, if you, if you think about every step of podcasting, I mean, planning and strategy, that's, that just takes time. Yep. When it comes to recording, there are a number of ways that you can record podcasts without spending much money. So in an ideal world, you'd get a couple of good microphones. Um, Sally, the one that you and I are using, costs £100, around about that. You can plug them directly into your computer. You can even plug them into your phone. If you just wanted to record um, you know, just one person, um, you can plug it directly into your phone. You can start recording. When it comes to um, editing, most... Um, Computers come come stock with some form of editing software. It's likely perhaps a video editing software, but you can use that to edit podcasts. That might take a you know a bit of time to, to learn how to do that, but you know, a quick YouTube search, you'll find a couple of really good tutorials. Um, and then hosting as well. You have to host your podcast. It's similar to, to a website in that sense. Um, but there are hosting providers that let you host for free. So you have Anchor, that's owned by Spotify now. So I believe if you use Anchor, you can only have your podcast available on Spotify. But okay. Spotify is the second largest podcast host. So you'll still be able to access uh, a large number of listeners. Um, or there's some other hosting platforms as well that have free tiers. So yeah, you can do podcasting very cheaply. You'll just have to put in you know, a lot more of your own time to learn you know, all the skills required to do it. Yeah, and actually actually make the time to do it because editing isn't a necessarily quick thing to do. It depends on the no. quality of the podcasting and how many mistakes, you know, dog barks, do doorbells, et cetera, et cetera, you have to edit out. But it, it's, as you say, it's a time expenditure and the kind of patience expenditure. And, you know, I I've been very, very lucky doing it with Sam because I really, really hate editing with a passion Whereas Sam has always been very patient about, you know, taking crises out and, you know, making it sound vaguely coherent. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the thing. I, I, I don't know. I think we've got a good level of coherence and everything. But you do listen back to yourself and go, oh, gosh, why, why was I sort of, I mean, for me, I seem to have, uh, like I'm doing now, I seem to go up, and I can't, I can't make sense of my words for a few moments. <laughs> but, um, but then that, I mean, that sort of segues beautifully back into into the confidence sort of area doesn't it which i mean that's come up several times uh, i think in the conversation and when we were talking about this previously the the idea of you know do you have the confidence to start because for a lot of people hearing their own voice or thinking can i actually talk about this you know do i have enough to talk about am i going to make any coherent points am i am i going to do something that is you know, um, seem to others to be useful. I suppose that it depends on who you are and your personality, but um, I guess there's there's that, uh, I think you described it, Sally, didn't you? It was like a, a bubble to burst at the beginning of, of, of the fear bubble yeah. of, is this right for me? I mean, you're not necessarily the person who's actually presenting, of course, but when you're talking to people, when they're starting out, you know, if they have that, that fear about starting presenting and being a podcaster, what, what is it that you can do to help them, I suppose, gain that confidence and actually get started? Yeah, so there there is a fear associated with, with podcasting. A lot of people don't like listening to the sound of their own voice. And that is the first, you know, difficult thing people like to get to encounter is they've perhaps recorded a, a test episode um, and then they're listening back to it perhaps when they're doing some editing and then they're like, oh gosh, is that really what I sound like? 
yeah. and you also start to notice all of the vocal kind of ticks or, or different <laughs> things that you do. So for some people say, you know, others will say like, others do lots of ums and ahs, and you start to pick up on those quite a lot. And you suddenly start becoming very aware every time you say them, even in conversation outside of when you're recording a podcast. And that can be a little bit distressing. <laughs> um, the, the benefit of, of having someone else edit the episode for you is that you don't really have to, to listen back to yourself. Um, so that is one of the pros of, of bringing an editor in. Um, but really, you just sort of have to start. Um, and it, it might be uncomfortable for those first few episodes. Uh, you know, you can always do some test episodes to kind of start to get you uh, into the space, start to feel confident in front of the microphone. But the reality is you just got to start. Because yeah. if, you, if you can't push past that, then you're not going to have a podcast. You also have to remember that you don't have to get it absolutely perfect first time. This is not live. Podcasts are not live. So if you really goof or you say something you don't mean or anything, it can be edited out. I mean, nobody will hear this, but a few seconds ago, there was a perfect example of that where we kind of slightly lost traction and... Matt actually said, actually, we'll cut all that out. Sam, can you say the question again? But you have to remember this is not live. So whatever happens, you can do it again. Yeah, exactly. And that, that is one of the benefits of all kind of content creation when it's not live is that everything can be edited, whether that's a podcast, whether that's video, you know, blog posts, everything. Yep. It doesn't have to be right first time. And do you know what? It, it really is. Yes, exactly. But you do also have to know that depending, I mean, for, for Sam and I, Part of our USP is that we are not, we, when it's not perfect. We don't always say beautifully perfect things. Sometimes we stutter, sometimes the dog barks, sometimes, and that's part of our USP, which is because actually what we're doing is marketing on the coal face. This is what it's like doing it live. So, and I know a podcast isn't live, but this is what it's like learning how to do one to start with. The first ones that we did. I too re-listened to them and thought, good Lord, we sound very formal and boring. And I do prefer what we do now. But you have to start and you're never going to get anywhere unless you start, unless you give it a go. You'd never learn to walk as a child if you were, if you were afraid to fall over. Yeah, exactly. And, and one of the things about podcasting is that compared to media such as you know, blog posts or videos where you do want them to be you know, very polished, um, because of the way in which people kind of consume the medium and the fact that it is usually relatively longer form and that it is just positioned as usually a discussion, you can have these mistakes or stumbles or, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. And if anything, usually when there is these kind of breaks in, in people's facade or, or, you know, when they present themselves really well, it, if anything, it, it leans the audience more into them because it makes them realize that these are real people um and it just makes you a more you know likable person by having these you know you know it, it makes it more authentic completely you know, back to those uh, episodes you've just put out yeah i mean i think I mean, the other thing is i always find interesting is that it's like when i'm reading a book i know exactly what all the characters look like i know i know what the hair is blah, blah, blah. and i do the same for podcasts i kind of when i'm listening to people i know what they look like. I know how they dress. I know what their hair looks like. Uh, so I always find it slightly disconcerting if they suddenly put it out on video and I'll be thinking, hang on a minute, that's not you. <laughs> that's not what you look like at all. 
So it, I think it's one of those unique things, podcasts. They're very much in people's heads because a lot of people will be listening to them on headphones. So it's a very intimate kind of form of communication. And so it makes it a really valuable marketing tool because you are absolutely talking to people um really closely they've got you in your head while they're walking the dog driving the car so it's quite an intimate conversation you're having with them that's that's exactly what i was going to say about the the, the word intimate sort of the intimacy uh, of it because yeah. it sort of led me to think about you know one of the reasons why and this is a question really what why podcasting podcasts have become more and more popular and i i you mentioned lockdown earlier on matt and and the fact that you know podcasts have been around for a long time we tried to answer this in our own episode about it but it'd be really interesting to hear your perspectives about the popularity whether it's sort of you know chicken or the egg i suppose it's like you know have they just they just be- or rather, they become more popular amongst a number of people because there's there is that a, a diversity of of options for you know lots of you know in, interest areas and people wanted to find something. I mean, for me, I always come back to I, I I go for a run or I do gardening or I'm doing some DIY and I've got the earpods on. I want to listen to a, a podcast or even driving as well. You know, because I'm a always in a great level of radio and and listening to to radio and um, you know dramas, comedies, whatever it might be. But do you find, I mean, I guess you do hopefully establish that intimacy, that rapport with your presenters on, 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 a, on an episode. And it, it, do you think that that's, I suppose, do you, the pandemic perhaps has boosted that? People wanted because they couldn't be physically with people, they, but they could connect in a, even if it's one mainly one way, in a different form. Do you, have you sort of observed that at all? Sorry, a bit of a rambling question, but... Um, <laughs> In terms of the increase in kind of popularity, the UK, if you look at the listenership, it's usually a couple of years lagging behind the States. So we use that as a, an indicator as to you know, interest over time. I think the reason why, I mean, I do think podcasts, they were on the up before the pandemic. And I think a large proportion of that was probably because of the increase in celebrities doing podcasts. Like you got the, the Peter Crouch podcast. I think that was one that a lot of people suddenly became aware of. Oh, like it's, it's kind of like a radio show, but I can listen to it whenever I want. And I think that was what started to make a lot of people aware of it. Um, and then it's just kind of compounding, really. More people became aware, more people realized that they could do podcasts themselves, which means there are more podcasts available, which means more people were listening. And then when you then started to have this introduction of loads of different niches um, and the fact that you could literally search for a podcast in any topic and you'll likely find one that's you know existing um, with a good listenership, I think that was then kind of what caused it to to really kind of compound and skyrocket. And then during the pandemic, when people had a bit more free time and weren't able to to go out and do you know normal day life things, um, a lot of people you know seek refuge in podcasts. Mm. I mean, I think I, what I like about it is the portability, the fact that you know I can be. I mean, it's also like you know things like cooking and stuff like that. Lots of my everyday tasks, I can I can have this, and I feel like I'm. I don't know, either learning something or just be, you know, being entertained, of course, as well. And and it's really nice to have that that there. But and you do, I mean, I I feel as if I sort of kind of know some of the people I listen to on a regular basis. And uh, I mean, there's a I always come back to the, my my sort of number one podcast that we have ways of making you talk with Al Murray and James Holland. You know, all about military history, the Second World War. And, Sure, to a lot of people, it's very tedious, but for me, it's just very interesting. I love my history, and um, but then it became it was an interesting journey because they obviously had you know very well established reputations and profiles, of course, beforehand. But 
this became a medium they really put themselves into and and focus on it's a really regular thing and now it's become you know been to a physical event where they've been there and it's built a community and it's obviously it's, it's really monetized it's they've got merchandise and all the rest of it they've, they've developed an entire following around this and and actually you know i say splinter groups subgroups of of their listenership you know but the thing that unites everyone is the regular podcast and you know they clearly get great speakers and everything but a lot of the time, it's just the two of them talking, and and you know they start off recording it in like Elmire's kitchen, I think, and then they've developed as they've gone along. I think it's run by Gary Lineker's um, son. There's the Goal Hanger um, podcast people, so it, it's just it was a really nice example of that and how how an interest area has developed. And of course, to say they've they've actually gone on advertising, monetizing it. So you think, well, gosh, it must be for them a pretty decent channel you know because that's that's the other thing I and mean, I, I when i listen to my podcast i've regularly got people podcast offerers saying oh well yeah you can do this and start it and advertise and etc but i mean i was interested i suppose from the the advertising point of view that there, there are clearly there are sort of some monetization possibilities there uh, down the road i guess if you can get your podcast up and running and, and regularly there and build your listenership i suppose but from your angle what what's the sort of um what do you, how do you think that's going? Do you think that's something likely to grow more as the listenership grows? I mean, presumably because there's there's more there's more audience out there, isn't there, to uh, be uh, advertised to effectively? Yeah, I, w- I wish I had the stat right in front of me. I can't quite remember off the top of my head how big the podcast industry is in terms of um, like ad revenue, but it's it's at least one, maybe even kind of two billion, and set to increase over time. So. Yeah, there's a lot of money that's being poured into podcast advertising. And I do think that when you compare the effectiveness of podcast ads against something like TV ads or YouTube ads, it is you know higher. More people are likely to act um, on a podcast ad than they would do um, being advertised elsewhere. Now, there's a couple of reasons why that might happen um, and a couple of different ways in which you can monetize your podcast from an ads point of view. So you have the different kind of ads that you have on podcasts. You traditionally have kind of pre-roll, mid-roll, and post-roll. So these are the locations of the ads. And then you can have ads which are dynamically inserted into your podcast. So this is basically if you're a, you're a podcaster, you say you have a, a thousand listeners per episode. You can put your podcast on a marketplace effectively. And other people can then say, oh, we want to place this ad you know, on your podcast. You say yes. And then it dynamically gets inserted, um, usually geographically. So that, and, and you kind of make, you know, however many, um, usually it's kind of about, I want to say like 12 to 15 pounds per thousand listens. Um, that's one way you can monetize it. I would say that's probably the worst way you can monetize your podcast. <laughs> The way that I would encourage most people to monetize the podcast if they wanted to was to try and get sponsors of the episodes. And this then allows you to have like a host read ad. And I think that's the reason why podcast ads are more effective than um, lots of other ads. Because uh, it's similar, I suppose, to when you have sponsored videos on YouTube where the host is promoting the product because you have that sense of trust there. If you know, the host of this podcast and someone that you like is promoting this product or service, you're then going to feel a lot more inclined to to act on that. Um, and also, usually you can make sure that the product or service that you're promoting lines up with the audience that you have. So you don't get that kind of disconnect where you have, you know, a podcast, let's say about history, and then they start, you know, advertising to get HelloFresh or some kind of food delivery service. 
okay, great, I'm sure they're really good, but I'd much rather, you know, be sponsored by a museum or, or, or some kind of, you know, that's related to, to history. So that I think is the best way of kind of monetizing your podcast. If you're going down the ads route, another way is to monetize your podcast using um, subscriptions. So you can do something like Sammy mentioned at the very start, community building, podcasts are great at building communities. You could create a Patreon and where you could then have, you know, exclusive episodes that are available only to Patreon supporters. That works really nicely because you then get this kind of double handshake effect where the people which subscribe to your podcast feel good because they know they're supporting someone they really like and a creator that they want to um, support. But then they're also, you know, getting bonus content, which, you know, they, they want more content and that's why they're going to gonna be paying for it. So that's another way um, you can also kind of monetize your podcast is by you know, leveraging the community that you've built. There's also another way that you can kind of not monetize it directly, but if you are a business and you're kind of the podcast format that you've chosen is a QA, and a um, you can always invite guests onto your podcast who you hope to build a relationship with to perhaps become future customers. You know, it's quite hard to, to kind of get a five minute chat with the CEO of a company, but if you phrase it as a 60 minute podcast recording, you're likely going to you know, be sat talking to the CEO for 60 minutes, you know you keep nurturing that relationship six months later, they're your client. That's one way as well that you can be quite clever with your podcast. That's really interesting because getting that's getting people, getting it as a way to have a conversation with somebody is really interesting. And if they feel that they're promoting themselves and their business at the same time as you luring them towards you, that's a really interesting concept. I've not thought of it like that because we do, we invite a lot of people. We could easily, Oh, this is delicious. And we're actually what we're doing is sometimes is filling in our little black book of people. Oh, look, now I've talked to you. I really want to use you for some of my business going forward. So, no, that's a great way to monetize it, actually. That's tremendous. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And it's it's, it's really interesting because you do. I mean, again, I think all this leads towards, as you say, the sort of being quite specific, quite targeted about the kind of people and communities and people you want to start having conversations with. I mean, it, again, it's all around that sort of idea, I suppose, of, I mean, in my mind, the best performing podcast would be that, you know, you perhaps have a, you know, have a mass, it'd be great if you get a mass listenership, but if it's not mass, it's actually more of a target audience that you're wanting to get to. And the kind of people you invite on it are the kind of people you want to network with and potentially become clients and, you know, have that sort of, because um, we've done, we've spoken to a few uh, guys about sort of networking and, and I think this is a really interesting part of that. And as you say, prospecting as well, I think actually talking to, people you want to work with Matt it's it's a great a great medium for that as well um and we've said I mean sort of in our position freelancers people get to to know us um uh, from listening to us and understanding bits about our background and our experiences um and and it's 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 recorded and it comes out in a very natural easy way rather than you know sitting down and saying I'm going to write a 12,000 words about my life and background and experiences I've had and this, that and the other. This is a really nice way of doing it over a long period of time through multiple perspectives. So, um, yeah, that's what I find appealing about it as well, um, yeah. very much so. I think podcasts do position the host um, in, a, in a position of authority. And that's one of the nice things about podcasting is that if you're wanting to build, especially a, you know, a personal profile um, in your industry, then 
being a, a podcast host is a great way of kind of going about that because you get a lot of content from podcasts that you can share and, you know, you can then build your profile on social media. But if it's a, a kind of maybe a smaller industry or one that's very tight knit, if you're suddenly then the person that is getting lots of other big names in your industry on your podcast, then, you know, that's really going to help position you as, as a, you know, a leading figure. It's, it's kind of the model of talk shows. You know, you think about the Graham Norton show, you know, think of all the celebrities that go on that show. It's still the Graham Norton show. It's not the Tom Hanks plus, you know, whoever's on the sofa that week, it's the Graham Norton show. So if you want to increase your authority in your industry, then a podcast is a great way to go about it. I think it's quite interesting to know, recognise that actually your podcast is a brand I and mean, you are developing a brand here. So Marketing Meanders will become a brand once we've become very famous and managed to monetize it ultimately. Um, we will, as you, and as you say, people will develop merchandise around it. So it, it of itself becomes this brand, which you can then play with. And that's important. And I think it's important from the very beginning of starting to do a podcast is that you are building a brand that's what you're doing so you need to make sure that you have consistency as you say persistency keep it going but that you've got a vision a why and all those powerful things that you have behind brands so have to exist as part of your podcast yeah no i 100 agree but i do think one trap that people fall into especially if they're creating a business podcast is calling it you know the company x podcast and i think that that is a mistake because Although brands, branded podcasts and kind of you know, business podcasts do do very well, the ones that do well are usually positioned as their own thing um, and they're just you know, funded by or produced by the company. Um, so, it, you know, one example is, you know, let's say you're a um, holiday company or whatever, um, you do holiday lets instead of doing, you know, like the booking.com podcast you would do a travel podcast where you talk about all the different destinations and what you can do on the destinations. And you could have different, you know, experts from the area or tour guides from the area talking about all the things to do, you know, instead of just talking about, oh, well, booking.com is great. You can, you know, you just, you don't want it to be a hard sell. If you've got a business podcast, you want it to be very nuanced, very subtle. You're right. Pods are not some, not a long ad. No, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not a forty minute long ad. One hundred percent, it is a, a a conversation that provides value to the listeners. If it just so happens that they then go and buy your service or buy your product because they listen to it, then great. Um, but that's not the the purpose of it. I think you're right because actually, what you want is repeat customers. You don't want someone to just listen once. Oh, I know everything now. Goodbye. I never have to listen to that again. You want them to say, "God, that was good fun. I'm going to do that again next week." Or you know, I learned a lot. I must tell somebody else about it. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for repeat custom. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say, saying about uh, mentioning forty minutes and everything there, Matt. I think we were sort of coming to the end of our time uh, with uh, with this. As as ever, it's fascinating. We could go on and talk about it for uh, for much much longer. We can always return to it, of course. We have the luxury of doing this, don't we, of, of discussing again. But I was just wondering, I mean, I think the two of you have summed up some, some really good points there already. But I was just thinking, I mean, just putting you on the spot, Matt, with, um, to finish up, would there be top three top, I say top tips or three top um, suggestions you would have for somebody, uh, somebody either in the business profession or working as a freelancer themselves, if they're considering getting into 
this medium? Would there be three top tips? I mean, you're probably just going to be repeating what we've gone into before, but just summing up what they should do, what should think about. Um, I think firstly, coming back to one of the first points we said is, is understand why it is you want to start a podcast. Um, so make sure you, you do have an idea in mind for what it is, for what the podcast is going to do, what it's going to be and who you're going to try and attract um, to listen to it. The second point would be in the early stages, try not to fixate too much on metrics and listenership. Instead, spend your time focusing on the next podcast recording, the conversation you're going to have, um, the key take-home messages you want. Don't get too bogged down by metrics because you likely will be disappointed. Instead, focus on trying to build momentum and get you know people on the podcast. Just, just kind of, yeah. Don't stress too much about the analytics. Focus on the content first, and then the the third and final one is just just keep doing it. Just keep going. Um, it can be a bit disheartening if you are looking at the metrics to you know to try and put out that eighth episode if you've hit that kind of seven episode threshold. Um, but just kind of keep pushing past it. And also, podcasts don't have to be this thing that you do endlessly. You can break it down into seasons. That's something that a lot of my um, customers do is we'll say, well, we're going to do an eight episode season. That's going to be season one. We're going to get these people on. We're going to record these conversations. And then we're going to have a month off, two months off to then reflect what went well, what didn't go well. Um, and then we can improve on that and go again for a second season. And we repeat it that way. And the nice thing about that is it does give you natural breaks and it allows you that time to reflect. Because the thing about podcasting is you do want it to be consistent to kind of, you want people, you want your listeners to expect that next episode. You want them to be like, it's, it's a Monday. I know that on my Monday morning commute, I can listen to the next episode of this podcast. So you don't want to start getting into, you know, you put one episode out and then you wait three weeks till the next one. And then suddenly a week later, there's another episode. That inconsistency can sometimes put people off. But if you do block it out as a season, then when a season ends, you can start building anticipation and excitement for the next season. So that, those would be my kind of three tips. So know exactly why you're going to start the podcast. Don't worry too much about the metrics um, and make, keep, keep consistent with your, with your postings. Yeah, top tips. They're great. We was, we should have done that, Sam. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, I, I think that's great. I think it sums it up beautifully and, and really gives a, a good idea of how, you know, how to get going. Because it, so it is that dispiriting thing sometimes when you start off and, and actually consistency and keeping your eye on, on sort of the sunny uplands uh, uh, beyond. So thank you so much. That, that's brilliant, Matt. I mean, I, I've really enjoyed um, talking through everything today. It's It's yep. been, um, you know, really interesting and also confirming some of the, you know the things we you, you feel that are you, you think you're doing the, the in the right direction that you're in the right direction but it's it's really good to you know to hear the the expert voice and everything you will experience it's it's really helpful um i was just going to say to people i mean if, if people want to get hold of you and find you where how how can they find you yeah so you can search for me on linkedin um if you search Madison jones um, or if you want to learn more about Story94 and the services that we provide, then just search Story94 on Google um, and, and we'll be there at the top. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed that today and thank you for your time, Matt. And uh, I've enjoyed that as well. Thank you very much, Sally. And uh, well, we'll be back next time in our a regular slot, keeping that regular <laughs> Indeed. momentum. Brilliant. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sally. Cheers. Take care. Bye now.